Hey, welcome to another mile post here on the V-Twin Life. V-Twin Life is brought to you by a few great companies. One being Crash Ink Clothing. You can find them out of Oregon. Great company, specializing in clothes, doing work on bikes now. You can check them out at crashinclothing.com. They got a lot of great stuff. Hey, head on over there. Maybe they got something you like. And we can't forget, wild ass. You like pounding miles, you like riding, you want to be in comfort? Hey, maybe strap a wild ass into your ass and ride with an air cushion and be comfortable for hours. And can't forget Custom Dynamics, leading the industry in lighting LED technology. Man, these guys got some great stuff. So head on over to Custom Dynamics and check it out. Now, let's get to another mile post of the V-Twin Life. What is going on, everybody? And thanks for tuning in to another episode, another mile post. We're knocking down 108 tonight with Rachel came to hang out after I got to meet her last week. And I figured, hey, you know, why not take this uh, full spectrum and go the other way and, and bring you on and hear your story? Because you wanted to talk to some of us about mile monsters. And it's like, I'm really not sure who you are, but you enjoy motorcycles. You ride a lot after seeing your social media. It's like you'd be a perfect person to come hang out with. So, hey, thanks for... As we talked, you literally pulled over to the side of the road because you're out riding and <laughs> going to hang out for a little while. Yeah, I appreciate the, the opportunity to get on here and talk with you. Thanks, D. Woods. Heck yeah. So, well, let's start where I like to with everybody. You know, how did you find motorcycles? Where did it all come into life for you? Well, I would have to say um, when I was about 25, I had just gotten out of college and I was home for a few months and not really doing a whole lot. And um, at that time, I was dating someone who rode motorcycles, so I went on a few rides, um, and he had a sport bike, and then I just got hooked, uh, probably after the fifth ride, and then I got my certification and uh, joined the Christian Motorcyclist Association as well at the same time. Nice. So what was, what was your first bike? What did you start with? I had a Yamaha V-Star 1100, and then um, I had that one for about four or five years. And then I had a Harley Sawtell Slim, and now I have a 21 Road King. Nice. It's funny. Actually, I got a V-Star sitting right out here in front of me. My son's got a V-Star 1300. Yeah, they're awesome. Is they're great bikes. He's got the 1300 V-Star Touring model. Okay. Very good. It's. I was amazed. When he picked it up, he didn't have his endorsement or anything yet, so I rode it home, which was about a 120-ish mile ride, and... They are comfortable. I, I will say the the one thing I don't like about them is it's a touring model and they didn't put a gas gauge on it. I think that's the only downfall, really. But all their styling, I mean, God, they're a great bike for anybody that wants to get into it. And, and yeah, yeah. Um, I hardly had any service issues up until I got to Colorado. Um, the stator went out, had to get that replaced. But yeah, I had the gas gauge on there. And um, unfortunately, it was totaled in a ride that I was participating in, um, somebody cut me off and ran into my front wheel doing an, uh, an illegal right turn in the middle of an intersection. And that got totaled with about um, 80,000 miles on it. And when I was 26, it had 15,000 miles on it when I um, bought it. So it was really cool. It was a great bike, really reliable and uh, low center of gravity for people that are uh, height challenge like me it does have low seat height that is yeah. true and but yeah I, i'm impressed them. they're they're great bikes yes so what was one of your favorite things i mean you got into it but was it just mainly your boyfriend at that time that really sparked you with motorcycles and well it was just the ride like um i mean we didn't talk too much about mechanics or anything like that i just really really enjoyed how I felt, you know, being a part of um, nature, you know, the wind, I thought it was just such an incredible way to travel. And I saw a lot of possibilities. Um, I definitely wanted to do something that was ministry based. Um, if I was going to take it to the next level, get a motorcycle, get my certification. So I did a basic rider course in my local area. And it's just really grown from there. I've gone a little further and further every year, riding um, farther. And it's turned into destination riding across the country, going out of the country. And I absolutely love it. 
Nice. So out of the country, you're talking like Mexico or Canada or both? Yeah, I went to uh, Canada for a few days when I moved to Colorado, let's see, almost eight years ago. So this would have been probably 2017 is when me and a bunch of ladies decided to take a trip to Canada. And I made it all the way to uh, Jasper, uh, went through the National Park, Banff and Kootenay, we stayed in Radium and we just had a really, really good time. Banff is on my list. That is one I want to get to. Yeah. And I was surprised I was mapping it out. It's literally, it's a 12 hour ride from my house to get to Banff. And oh, it's, wow. it's on my list. I, I definitely want to do it. I might see about doing it on a weekend trip, maybe next summer, but yeah, it is absolutely gorgeous. And it is a place I definitely want to go visit for sure. Definitely got to do it. Yeah. I had a friend that rode up by there actually, uh, Steve Weber, who was one of my buddies here in town, he rode up the by into Alberta on his Monster 100 yesterday on the second one. Oh, very cool. That's he went awesome. from that area. Yeah, it's beautiful. I think the Canadian Rockies, although the altitude or the, yeah, not the, yeah, I guess the altitude. It might not be as high as like the Colorado Rockies in some of those areas, but you're just so much closer. So, um, the scene is like way more stunning and breathtaking because you're not actually that far away from the mountain itself. Right. So you went up that way. Did you go through the Grand Tetons by chance? We did. Um, we went through Glacier as well. Couldn't hit the Sun Road because at that particular time there was still snow and it was closed. But by the time we got back um, from Canada, we hit whitefish a little late in the day. And so um, that it was like, I don't know, July 7th or something at that point. But it was too late for us to head over there. Um, but they had just opened the, the uh, sun road. And I wish I could go back and see that sometime. So I'll have to do that. Yeah, I know my wife and I thought about that on the way home from Sturges. But I've yeah. talked to a friend and who has... A friend of mine, his dad's been working up there, and I guess right now they're doing tons of road construction. So it's like, yeah, oh, I'm gonna pass them. Oh. So, but I know you uh, did what the hog twister, the hogback twister challenge this yeah. weekend? Yeah, that's it's pretty fun. Um, this is my second year doing that. It's hosted by the Hogback Distillery, and Graham, who is Scottish, he has a bourbon distillery. I don't know. If bourbon and whiskey are the same, but he no, might no, they're not. Well. <laughs> um, so I like my bourbon, so that's all I you can do. You like your bourbons? Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, and so they've done this every, um, well, not every, I don't know how many they've done, but they do this for the firefighters, is what I was gonna mm -hmm. say. Um, and so it's a poker run slash um, mountain ride, it's about 350 to 60 miles, depending. Um, we had some detours this time, so it made it a little bit longer. Um, and there's usually an Estes Park as part of uh, the route to complete. There's usually like a a 12 mile or marathon, like a half marathon or a full marathon going on the same weekend. So um, you have to kind of fight with that traffic and then fight with the bicycling traffic and it's all in the mountains everything so you're on estes park i think that's where the stanley hotel is it is it is yeah <laughs> yep we ride my right wife wants that. to go visit that very badly yeah yeah they do kind of fun things up there like um there's a speakeasy they've got like little scary ghost haunting tours and things like that so halloween gets pretty wild up there Oh, I bet I know there's, well, my buddy Frank Orlando, he's down there riding the uh, Hogback Twister Challenge. He likes to go down there and oh. he was, uh, he keeps poking at me for in the near future, maybe taking the Monsters Over Mountains ride and do it a little earlier and tie that into the Hogback Twister Challenge oh. and make it a even a little bit bigger, more mountains, more passes. And yeah, it's, like it's, it's an idea. Yeah. You guys have to let me know if you do that. Um, I was talking with Frosty and she was thinking about, her and her husband coming over next year. So yeah, the more the merrier it's, um, they open it up to about 400 riders. I think out of the 400 this year, 340 showed up. 
So um, it's an all day event, takes about anywhere from eight to, to 12 hours. The first slot leaves out of the distillery at 6 a.m. And then they release 15 riders like every five minutes. So it's a staggered start for a couple of hours. Um, That's so not a bad idea though. Yeah, it's, it's, people come far and wide to this thing. And so, you know, just to prevent a whole lot of people bunching up together, um, you know, they do the stagger start and everything goes to the local fire departments and the fire departments host the poker stops and they make hot dogs and, you know, so you can purchase things to support the firehouse. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So now with, with all your motorcycle adventures, you know, like online, you know, you're, you know, kind of, call yourself like a, a digital creator. So what are you kind of going with, with, you know, building a following and, you know, uh, social media wise when it comes to motorcycling? Um, you know, that whole digital creator thing kind of just happened because I was accumulating uh, quite a bit of friends on Facebook and they cap you. So you have to like convert your page into like a business page. And that's like one of the options to list yourself. And so I'm, okay. I'm kind of in this spot where, I don't know yet. Um, I, I'm trying to figure this all out. Um, you know, balancing all of the socials, how to grow a following, you know, there's a lot of people out there that love motorcycles the same way that I do and have a lot of similarities in terms of their content. And, um, you know, I'm still kind of just working on that. I hope one day I figure it out and, you know, this could be like a full-time job or something or work for Harley. Just saying. Yeah, yeah. That wouldn't be bad. <laughs> yeah. So um, I've kind of been having fun with Hot Wheels Rachel because um, it reminds me of just like being really carefree, outgoing. And that's the spirit, you know, that I feel I embody and, and represent um, when I'm on my motorcycle, when I'm in the community. And I just want people to be happy and feel the love that I get whenever I'm um, on my motorcycle and, and to share that with the world. That's fair. I mean, it, I like it. Yeah. Now, I know it seems that like you have a fondness for murals. Oh, I do. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Um, I will travel far and wide. What's really fun about the murals um, is just how random all of them are when I find them. You know, I'll be driving one direction down a street and not see it. And then I'll go back the opposite direction and then I'll spot a bunch of them. And, um, yeah, I like to capture them. Uh, I love street art of all kinds. Yeah, there is some amazing one. And, and also even the, you know, you see some of the amazing style of graffiti art that some pe these yeah. people can create with spray cans. And, yeah, I mean, someone is absolutely mind-blowing what they can do. Yeah, yep. And um, what's really cool is how fine the lines can be. You know, when you think ah. of like a spray nozzle, you're thinking of like this like uh, wide burst of um, paint that could come out, but they can really make it very detailed, um, and that's the beauty in it all. You know. True. So, what do you think's been kind of your favorite trip of? I mean, I guess we could go this year, but even if you open up to the, you know, since you started riding, yeah. you have a favorite you know, adventure that you took, let's go your whole spectrum of riding. Okay. What's you know, one that you think that would be one of your favorite that even you would love to redo again and, and go. Man, redo again. This was hard for me. Oh man. Um, it can be I difficult. Well, I would love to go back to Canada. Like I, I would love to, um, go all the way up to Edmonton and then go to Alaska. So I would love to redo that and then hit uh, the sun road for glacier. And I just recently missed that opportunity with a, a few friends who just got back on Monday from like a, a four or five week trip to Alaska. So I'm thinking of maybe next year when you guys are going to Alaska for the Hoka Hay that I could meet some of the homies up there and do my own little solo trip and make it all the way to Prudhoe Bay. That that would be fun. I know the Hoka Hay is kind of something I've I've considered and thought about. I know after yeah. you know it was fun to go meet up with everybody last year because I've got to know a lot of the 
yeah, a lot of the top finishers through you know this adventure of doing the V Twin Life, and yeah, you know, I heard about it's like shoot, you know, it's not that far, and we end up you know make kind of a, a family vacation whatnot out of it, and. Yeah. Yeah. And after my wife started following it and seeing, you know, I mean, there are accidents and whatnot that happens. And unfortunately, it's like there is, it seems almost yearly, there's a rider that passes in it. And it is a, a big thing of knowing when you need to stop and take a break. And yeah. she told me that I could never ride it. I said, well, I'm not good. I don't have any plans or intentions of riding in 24, but 26 still up in the air. And you never know. And yeah, I don't, it, it would be, be neat to, to attempt it to see, you know, if, if, you know, if I could finish it within 14 days, I mean, there's no way something like that. I mean, I would, I think that's more of a challenge to say, can I complete it is more of a challenge to say, I want to be number one. Cause uh, that's not going to happen, but I think it'd be really cool to see if a, you know, a personal test. Do you, do you have what it takes to be a finisher? Yeah, absolutely. And to, to all those that have done it, man, I, I tip my hat. I mean, it's, it's no easy, no easy feat to win that one or even finish. Yeah, I think that would be the goal is uh, you have to kind of reconcile like a little bit with your ego, I think. And oh, uh, for sure. know, you know, know when it's time to stop when you're risking your, your safety and is it all worth it just to become the next in memory patch, right? Like you That's a very good that. way of putting it. Very true. You know, you want to survive, get back to your family and then continue on doing the thing that you love. So um, I, I don't think that I'm interested in it at this time, but um, I definitely support the folks that that are. Um, I think it means a lot to them when we're cheering them on. You know, we're praying for them. We're encouraging them and just watching out for their safety when they need help and stuff. And I think that's really fun. And um, the Hoka Hairs they've got a, a really strong bond with one another. And that's something that I can glean from that community and that relationship of folks. And um, yeah, it's just another great long distance group, you know, another way to get involved. And um, for those folks that are interested in that, you know, that's, that's there for them. So it's cool. You can meet like, them along the way like me. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and what's great, you know, I mean, like, Go home can put it a great way. I mean, I've been forced to become really good friends with them. You know, I think we have, you know, a couple phone calls a month. But he, he's made a good point in, in one of the episodes. I, I think it might have been a minor was on Craig's. But there's a you need when you're doing something like this, you're doing endurance riding period, whether you're doing IBA rides, you know, the IBA rally. OK, I mean, there's a lot of these long distance endurance challenges is you need to know your body and you need to know the difference yeah. between being sleepy and tired because yeah. it's different. Yeah. And that's the big thing. You, you got to know when to say, okay, it's, it's time to catch, you know, it's nap time. Yep. I need, I need, I need some rest instead of trying to push it. Cause you hear stories of the guys. I mean, I've had multiple ones on here that, you know, talk about really pushing it to the point they're still riding, but they're hallucinating because they, they're still going. And yeah, you know, it's, yeah. It's a it's a dance. You got to know when to step out, though. It's hard uh, to, you know, judge depth perception and really know what's what's reality at that point. And it's just so risky. And um, there's more nobility in, in bowing out and saying, you know what, I need to stop. And I think that's the lesson. You know, that's that's the motivation for others who want to get involved in, in learning that skill can be hard to succumb to at times you know you don't want to give up and you're maybe it's sooner than you think and you know you're a really strong rider but we'd rather have folks come back alive and safe and happy and be able to share those stories than than not and i got to give a shout out to my girl abby spate she was in that position where um at the last hoka hay she rode her panhead actually i have pictures with her from the hoka hay last year at black hills yeah yeah i, I got to meet her and talk with her she's amazing. Like I love her. She used to live in the area close to me in Colorado. And then her and her husband live a couple of hours away in Bayard, Nebraska. She still teaches here at the Harley shop. And she's like one of my biggest mentors. I did my first iron butt uh, run with her. And then I did the second iron butt run, which was my first bun burner gold. And we just killed it. And um, she's such an inspiration. And she knew, you know, taking her bike on the Hoka Hay with that pan head 
Um, you know, it could be risky. She looked it over, you know, two, three, four, five times with her husband. They got ready, got set. And then she was off and she did over 7,000 miles on that bike on the Hoka Hay. And that is just amazing. And she got to that point where she had to, you know, say, is it worth it to ruin my bike? Is it worth it to, you know, risk my safety to continue on, you know, if I continue having these mechanical problems and all of that. And, um, she couldn't ride like in, in the beginning um, of the day, she had to let the bike warm up quite a bit. Um, so it, it was just a different race, you know, and, um, I appreciate her for being so brave and going out there doing what she loves, but then knowing, okay, I want to save my bike and I want to make sure I get home alive to my husband. And, and she did. And yeah, cause she her. was, she was one of two panheads at, um, boost fighter high that rode for mile monsters took his panhead also. Oh, wow. Yeah. Incredible. Incredible. So, I mean, you kind of took away my, my next question was going to be, you know, how did you get into wanting to do the, you know, IBA rides and whatnot? So yeah. I assume, you know, Abby was a big part of, of getting you into the IBA. Yeah. She um, asked me, you know, if I wanted to do a thousand miles in 24 hours, I mean, she'd seen that I was riding quite a bit and we, we got to know each other um, over the years. She would host um, a toy run that, that my Christian, Christian motorcycle group would be a part of. Um, and I just fell in love with her. Like, you know, she's just real independent. You know, she's like, um, just doesn't take shit from anybody. She calls the shots and I really appreciated that. And, um, she rides hard, you know, and I love that about her. And so I started venturing out riding more and more and more. And we just kind of, I don't know, we, our personalities, uh, are alike in that way you know we're pretty chill folks we don't get excited over anything really and we love riding motorcycles and what better you know way to get involved than to do it with her so she took me under her wing and i did my first iba ride with her we killed it uh i wasn't like complaining or like you know that probably set well with her like wow you know like i can actually go ride with somebody and they're not going to be like oh it's too hot or oh it's raining i gotta pull over i can't you know, keep going. Um, and it just, it just developed more and more from there. So she's awesome. So did you feel after the first one that I know for me, when I did my first one, it became very addicting. Yeah. Um, I feel like my addiction's a little bit slow though. Cause I'm like trying to figure out between some of the motorcycle events that I do for the community, where am I going to, take my writing you know where am i going to focus my time and efforts um as i try to build some sort of you know following support and niche you know within motorcycles but i am really really drawn to long distances i love just being out on the highway and throwing down miles and so i think that's where my next steps will be is to you know embark on some serious iron butt rides and challenges well the nice thing they have so many of them i mean there's yeah. you pull up the page and i mean there is pages yeah. of different ones and it's yeah there's a lot of challenges i know i've the coast to coast i you know that's one and i would like to get done soon yeah. and i mean i've made a list of about a dozen of course the cool thing is they even have a you know for me riding a road glide they have a road glide iron, but ride your yeah. road glide a thousand miles. You have the all in state rides, the coast to coast. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of them. And yeah. now they actually have individual state rides too for all the states and yep. the X rides. And yeah, it's cool. It's a fun challenge and just another reason to get out and ride. I think some of the fun ones are like the egg sanity, um, Tamika Wade, AKA Piper shout out to her. She just, um, she's going for her platinum level. Um, mile eater certification but she and her friend i think his name is wilson uh jim wilson he and her just did an ice cream insanity um they did a fourth of july i've done father's day some summer solstice just did the you know the mile monsters so that'll be one um and I'm trying to think I, I would love to do the birthday one i think that one's pretty cute um there's a pie one you know you can go trade pies with somebody oh there's uh, a coffee one too you yeah. different coffee shops yeah yeah 
There's so many. Um, and it's just fun. Whatever piques your interest. I think Abby did one, a Mother's Day one with her son. Um, I'd love to get a Valentine one going for Colorado because we've got Loveland, Colorado here. There's Valentine, Nebraska. So IBA, like, we got to do something about that. We got to do like a Valentine. I don't know. Okay. That time of year, can you? I mean, I, I'm not in Colorado, so I don't know how hard it'd be like, you know, February being out on the motorcycle in Colorado with Mother Nature throwing, it's you know, a serious freaking curveball at you. It's hit or miss. I mean, there's been times in January where it's like 60 and 70. And uh, like, I've got a picture in my living room, me and three of my girlfriends, we were like having lunch in Lions and we had no jackets on. We went with a group ride uh, to have some barbecue at Smoking Dave's and it was like hot and no snow. Like it was so beautiful. Damn. You would have thought it was spring or summer. So it's hit or miss, but I think that's part of the challenge though. You know, very true. I mean, it's like riding. I have some friends, you don't want to go for riding time. It's like, dude, it's pouring yes. rain. Well, let's just go ride. It's like, yes. I don't ride in the rain for fun. It's one thing if you're you're on a ride, you're going somewhere, yes. it rains. Yeah, Absolutely. that'll happen. But just to go ride around for a while, yeah. no, I, I'm over that. I don't do I'm that anymore. You. I'm with you. I got one of my friends. Her name's Jackie. She's got three beautiful boys, and her and her husband both ride. And she laughs at me because she's like, I'm not putting my big girl panties on and going to ride in the rain. Like She, she teases me because that's what usually happens when I'm riding is there's some rain involved. <laughs> well, I think, you know, when you're traveling, it's going to happen. I mean, you know, you're yeah. doing a, you know, a multi-day adventure. You're bound to yeah. find Mother Nature somewhere and yeah. cool, you got to deal with it. But yeah, for a fun day ride, knowing yeah. it's pouring. No, sorry. Different story. Have a nice day. I'm staying home. I think that's one of the things that I've learned um, getting, you know, more into long distances is that you really do need to dress for all of the elements. Um, I learned that watching the Iron Butt Rally this year, just, you know, it could be really, really cold in some of the areas in the morning, despite that it's summertime, or you could just be going through some crazy um, thunderstorms, you know, in the Midwest or the South. And I've done Run for the Wall too. And one of the routes, the central route, anytime they go to Colorado um, over Raton Pass, no matter what, it always snows and um i i can't get with that like that's just like crazy to me how it's the middle of or the beginning of summer i guess but it snows like really really bad up there during that time well i mean and it goes long i mean you're talking about you know for weather and occasion you know stuff's gonna happen yeah. the old saying is you know dress for the slide not the ride yeah that's true i mean right? i yeah. I'm guilty. I, I'll ride a t-shirt, you know, when it's hot, but oh, look at me. you see people in, you know, <laughs> shorts and whatnot. I will, for me personally, I don't, I always wear my boots. I wear my yeah. jeans and yeah, I'll ride a t-shirt sometimes, you know, my vest on, but personally myself, I will not ride in tennis shoes and I do not ride in shorts. And as, sure. that's just me. I've grown up riding from dirt bikes and everything else. And that's yeah. just, that's my own personal thing. Yeah. And everybody has their own thing. That's totally yeah. cool. We all we all do our own thing, but that's yeah. just my little rule. I I won't go shorts, but I can be pretty casual, like depending on where I'm going. Like right now, I just rode over from Greeley to Loveland, so I'm like really casual. I have on some vans even, not even boots. And I know that some of my mentors, you know, they they get nervous for me and they reach out and they're like, Oh, you should wear a jacket. You need to wear your jacket. Oh, girl, where's your jacket at? You know, but like you said, we all have our own thing. And for me, I'll put on more gear when I know that I'm um, going to be gone for quite a while. You know, like maybe I'm going to be going up to the mountains or it's really cold. I just kind of have different levels of gear, too. So I've got like mesh jackets for when it's really hot. Um, I have cooling gear that you can uh, get wet and douse, and it'll keep you cool on those hot days. And I've got my really warm gear, too. So I'd love to um, get some heated gear. That's something that I don't have. And I'm really bad. Like, I don't like wearing chaps. Like, I hate things that really constrict you, I guess. Or it's just a, such a burden to have to pull up all those extra layers. So I will get something that's like um, a climb suit. 
that you just wear throughout the day, you know, and that's, that's your gear, that's your raincoat, you know, that's all of the things that you need to protect you and uh, functioning as your outfit for the day. So that's what yeah, I'll see, I'll uh, I have, I mean, I, I got my chaps. I also have, you know, when it comes to weather condition, I mean, I have my Joe rocket, the yeah. ballistic touring coat. I have the, you know, the pant, the Joe rocket pants that can go yeah. on and that are pretty waterproof. I don't want to yeah. say resistant or whatnot, but I mean, but everything has its limits. I found that out with, you know, my Joe rocket coat. It said it's supposed to be waterproof, resistant, whatever they want to say. And I got in the worst yeah. monsoon of my life this spring in Portland and it soaked through it in under a minute. And I had water pooling in my elbows and it's just one of those deals. You, you keep going, but you know, it's, you're going on a trip, I guess if you, you know, for me, you're going a long distance, multi days, just pack accordingly. You, it might be warm. Yeah. You're leaving. It's like, Hey, I don't need my coat, but yeah. let me throw it in the bag. And you know, there's just little things that can make a big difference. You know, it's easy to dress in layers and be able to shed layers off too. And then, you know, an Under Armour shirt, a long sleeve shirt, you yep. know, a t-shirt, whatnot. You get somewhere. Okay, cool. It's getting warm. Well, let me take this layer off. And it's a lot easier to, yeah. to uh, keep your body temperature regulated right. when you got yep. layers. Yeah. And I'm actually really good about the packing thing. Um, part of the reason why I think I don't have or wear a lot of gear anyway is because I don't like excess. And so when it comes to packing, I pack exactly what I need. Things usually have a multi-purpose. They serve a multi-purpose. So, you know, maybe my rain gear might be my cold weather gear too. Um, and I don't, I don't overpack or carry a lot of excess things. Um, so I'm pretty good about that. I just need to really get like a solid boot and suit combo that's going to serve me um, going across the country. Boots are a big thing. I, I've gone through multiple pairs i mean i've you know one of my favorite pairs i wore forever were actually a pair of my danners that i had mm. and they were amazing boots i loved them and god i've had them honestly i bought them in well it was 99 when i started working for department of corrections oh wow and i've yeah. i've had five or six sets of soles put on them oh wow and they're getting wore out but it's, i i can't bring myself to throw them away <laughs> yeah they had those on sale at um Oh, what's it called? Not Sierra Trading Post, but another um, department store like them. Mm. Let me think. What's another one? D Woods, like Murdoch's. There's. Uh, uh, I don't know. I'm horrible yeah. about that. But there's another brand. I know you can get them online, and I've had a, an opportunity to try them out this year. And I need yeah. to do a little, try to do some video thing. It's actually Indie Ridge. Oh, they, okay. I got a pair of their boots to try. And the one thing that I really loved about them just for my own self was yeah. uh, the ankle supports. They're really stiff around the ankles. Yeah. They're comfortable. They are water resistant. I mean, I, I rode them through some pouring rain and my feet were dry, oh, but wow. I love the extra ankle support because I've broke my ankles a few times in my younger years doing motocross and whatnot. And my ankles are very bad. So having that, you know, that yeah. ankle support for me was huge and I'm really impressed with their boots. They have some good quality and, you know, I have different colors and whatnot. There's black, different colors of tan ones, but yeah. they are a good quality boot. I was impressed with them. Yeah. Um, ankle support is huge. And then for me, when I'm looking at boots, I like something that's lightweight and that has a really strong foam sole. So mm -hmm. it's really durable. You know, um, you can step on rocks and debris like that and it won't really puncture, but they're very lightweight so that you can walk around comfortably. Your shins and calves aren't getting tired. And you're not feeling like you're lugging around like bricks on your feet. So that's something that I look for. Um, because if I get off the motorcycle, let's say I'm at a national park, I want to still be able to kind of climb around or walk on rocks and things and uh, do some walking comfortably without having to change into another shoe. See, and that's where, and I, I was impressed that way with the Indie Ridge. They were, they are comfortable. I will say, they do use, I guess it seems you know, a good quality leather because it does take a little bit to break them in. Yeah. But they are comfortable for all day use, but you just got to break them in. Yeah. And I think that says something for some, you know a company's construction is if you put them on, they're they're great and real flexible, and especially if they're supposed to be leather and they just are great. Um, I don't think you're getting the best quality, but with the Indie Ridge, it did take a little bit to break in, and I I was impressed with the construction. And honestly, I 
you know, looking at doing another pair of boots probably in the spring because I just wear the shit out of them. And I might actually go with another set of those. They're, they're good. I'm impressed. Where did you get your uh, soles redone when you had to take care of that? Um, with my Danners, I had those done at a local boot and shoe store here in Port Angeles. Okay. Yeah, we've got white sides out here in Colorado. Um, and I think that they sell like Harley uh, boots and any sort of steel toe work boot. Um, but I think they also resold as well. Cool. And the ones that I would recommend, I mean, for me, where great was comfort is a lot of people use them as the Vibram soles. They're a good, mm-hmm. a good bottom. And so, yeah. I've, you know, I mean, for my Danners, I, I can't speak down about, it. I mean, I've had them for, so for 23, so I have 24 years of use and mm-hmm. I've abused the hell out of them and yeah. they've been great. And I know people, if you go down to the Portland area where the Danner boot factory is, you can actually go down there and buy what they call number twos. So say in the in the construction, a seam doesn't lay straight. Say the seam goes sideways, uh-huh. there could be a blemish in the leather. You can get a very substantial discount when you can buy their number twos, and they only sell those in their store. Oh, but wow. Danners are, are a great quality boot. I know they're huge in the Northwest, especially within the logging community. And, you know, they're a, a trusted name for a long time. But, I mean, we all have our own brands that we like. And yeah. for me, I mean, I've had a few pairs of Danners. I mean, my wife bought me another pair for work. Yeah, this summer, and because my first ones they have, they're I think nine and a half inch tall, so they you know they're kind of taller boots. But for me, I, I like a little bit taller just because I, you know, for me, it's just ankle support is the biggest thing. Yeah. yeah. Um. Try, well, so Danners are they are they just like a multi purpose type of boot? Because that was my question. Um, they have you know, many different really? types. I was going to say, are they truly like a, a motorcycle boot? I know you can use them, you know, welding and construction. I mean, they, they make ones, I mean, law enforcement specific military boots. Yeah. There's hiking boots, your everyday boots. I mean, they have a very wide selection of boots. Yeah. And, you know, with Gore-Tex waterproof, you know, they have different levels of denier and insulation in them. So it's it all depends what a person wants. But they have a ton of different lineups of different boots. I mean, they make a very wide spectrum from hiking to law enforcement to military to everyday use casual. I mean, you name it, they make a ton of them. And that's just one company that I can speak highly of because I've had multiple pairs and you know, they're a good product. Awesome. Yeah. They're pretty dope. So what do you got more, you know, what's planned for more of, you know, adventures you have going on coming up to the future? Well, we're going to go uh, to Sturgis um, next weekend, and then I'll meet you guys for the end of the road party uh, that the Mile Monsters are hosting on the 11th in Sturgis. So I'll be in Sturgis next weekend and the weekend after. And I don't know. Um, I registered for the Valkyrie Ladies Rally, which is a brand new um, ladies rally. It's an introduction to long distance rallies for first timers or experienced uh, rallyists. And this is put on by Chris Hopper. And I can't remember the other gentleman who also is, um, who created it, but the rally master um, is Nancy Oz. So she did a lot of the odometer checks for Iron Butt Rally Mm -hmm. this year. And she scopes out a lot of different rally spots. And this one will be starting in Arkansas. And that's the first weekend in October, which also lines up with Ride to Eat Texas. So I was trying to figure out how I could do both. Um, But that's definitely um, something that I'm scheduled, paid and planned to do. And just just get some miles in other other, you know, states that I haven't been to. I want to get my Washington. I want to get my Oregon. And who knows what else I can muster up. Do you got any bucket list adventures that you want to try to knock out, you know, say like, you know, next year or say two years, you know, two bucket list trips. Have you ever gotten any going? Two bucket lists. It would be uh, Hawaii and Alaska. Like I, I will have, if I get those two states, I will have completed all 50 states within 10 years of writing. So that would be cool. But Nancy's actually, Jeff Chauncey's in the, in the side chat. She is... 2009 IBR finisher also. Oh, that's awesome. Love it. Yeah, maybe that would be something I could add to my list is 
qualifying for an iron butt rally that'd be cool that would be something i know that's a, a whole nother animal that yeah. could really test a, test a person's soul and and plus yeah. navigation skills it's been fun i've you know how the you know the honor to talk with a few people that have done it and it was fun to pick their brain and hear the stories and yeah it seems like a cool a cool reason to ride i mean it's well a lot more to ride but the scavenger hunt theme of it you know to you know getting your points and whatnot just seems pretty damn cool and then you got to have some serious navigation skills to yeah get as much as you can and make it to the checkpoints within the windows so the valkyrie rally that i'm doing in october is a mini rally like that so um you know you got checkpoints they'll give us um a packet we will have a flag you know it's it's an introduction to long distance rally so i'm excited um i don't think my navigation skills are that great i feel like that's something that i work on every time i'm out and about um so that would be really cool to you know challenge myself in that way what's also really cool is that wendy crockett is signed up to do the rally she won it um i think what 2017 2018 something like that and then um Kirsten Talking Spalding is also in the rally, and um, she's done the Iron Butt Rally five or six times. And just recently this year, she completed uh, the top twenty. So she she is really cool because she does the Iron Butt Rally as a team, and she is the driver, and she has a guy that's her passenger. Oh dang! It's like yeah. Jeff said, if you can get a copy of Hard Miles Two. It's a documentary on the 2009 rally, and she's in it. Yeah. Or she's on yep. it. So I got a chance to meet her and her wife and their lovely bunch of dogs um, at the Iron Butt um, starting point in Pittsburgh. And uh, I was also um, privileged to go check out the checkpoint in Denver this year when the Iron Butt rally um, came through. So that was really, really cool. I, I learned quite a bit. It's fun. I mean, you know, I had the same thing when uh, I was able to the starting end of the Hoka Hay last year is looking yeah. at everybody's bikes and their setups and, and learning from it and seeing how they have stuff set up. And it's like, it's impressive to see what some people do and, you know, basing say yeah. the kit they build for, for what they do. So I got to give a shout out to Reef, Sharif Asadi. One of the things that um, I appreciate about motorcyclists is that people just kind of keep it original. You know, don't don't try to do anything yeah. extra. So he was the only Indian challenger at the uh, Iron Butt Rally this year. He was probably the, well, maybe there were very few, but he didn't add an auxiliary tank. There, there were no, you know, any special gizmos and gadgets that he used to complete his rally. And I think that that's, that would be my approach anyway. I know some people live and swear by uh, the navigation that the Iron Butt Rally wants you to have. Um, and he just did it like all original, you know, like as if he was going out and doing a 1K or something. And I think that's pretty freaking cool. Well, yeah. And plus, you know, what's other cool is actually shout out to Reef was mile post 33, almost oh. 100, 100 ago. Yeah. Close. Because, <laughs> I mean, I've had, you know, I mean, Reef, I've, you know, K Solo, Riot. Yeah. Uh, Go home, Ken. Diesel, who won the year before last. Yeah. I mean, it's been cool to meet a lot of these guys. And, and as your list goes up, more people like, you know, Jeff yeah. and yeah. a lot of these guys. And it's so much fun to meet these people. It's cool. Yeah. And, and to pick their brains and I, just, just so many different ways to skin a cat. And I just really appreciate all the knowledge, you know, um, Abby, Reef, Solo um ron van sickle i love you ron ron's going to be in um sturgis too he's another avid long distance rider um i met him on my first run for the wall as an fng he's amazing um just all the homies snacks cynthia woo -woo. um I'm trying to think of anybody a shaquilla what's up the mileage bully like all these people they just have such unique stories you've got these women who are are the first black um, motorcycle school in Virginia and Tennessee. You just the the first Cynthia is the first one to go um, take her. Well, take the Pan America to Prudhoe Bay all the way down to the, uh, Ushuaia in South America. It's just 
there's so many like different facets to motorcycling, you know, and different areas of interest. And it's really cool to, to see that. Well, and I think the other greatest thing is you you, can, you meet these people, you can ask them questions, pick their brain. And I've never met anybody that was, I don't know how you want to say, a dick about it. I mean, everybody's so open and, and willing to help everybody. Yeah. There's no, there's no egos with, with all these yeah. people. It's, Hey, I'm doing this great. You know, what yeah. do you think? You know, do you think you're ready? You know, and there's a lot, you know, little pointers and, and, you know, the tips and whatnot. And I, I think yeah. that's so awesome with the motorcycle community. And, yeah, you know, at least with, for me, with everybody that I've been able to run into and everybody's always there to, you know, lend a hand, lend some advice and, and help yeah. point you in a direction and, and answer your yeah. questions. And, you know, it's, it's an awesome it's an awesome community to be part of. Yeah. And you don't even always have to really know somebody, you know, um, you follow these motorcycle groups, you see somebody needs help. Um, Sharif in his last, uh, Hoka, he went to help a motorcyclist repair something and he ended up getting hurt and was unable to finish his, um, Hoka, you know, and, to think that somebody would pull over knowing that they might risk their own, you know, entry or, or ability to finish. I think that's really huge. Um, especially True. when it's like your first or your second and you really like have this on your heart to, to do it, you know, and, um, helping others becomes more important than, you know, the color of your skin, your, what's it's in your the, the camaraderie. Yeah, or even the bike you ride, like that, it just all goes away. It's like sport. It's it is a sport, you know, just like any other sport. Everybody comes together in the name of motorcycles, and it's really cool. Yeah, yeah, you know, a lot of people say that I don't care what a person rides you out and join. You're out yeah. riding, awesome, yeah. cool. Let's go do it. I, it doesn't. I'm not brand specific to you know a no. brand specific to anybody. I don't care what you ride. You're out doing what we all enjoy, and it's all about just getting out there. Go explore America. Get off the yeah. interstates, run the back roads, and, and see America and see the country that so many people will never experience because they want to go A to B and just get their ASAP. But yeah, if you want to take some time, yeah. get off these interstates, get the back highways, go find yeah. mom and pop restaurants and places and small town yeah. motels and explore the country because there's so much to see within our own borders besides of you know the buckless travels of Europe. I want to go here. I want to go there. Yeah. When so many people have only seen 10% of our own country. Uh, that I think is um, what drives me really. I mean, there's just so many hidden gems out there and America has so much to offer. I mean, you talked about murals, you know, look at San Francisco, look at Miami, look at Pittsburgh. They, there's just so much street art. Um, and then you add tour of honor. If you're into the military, um, you can go visit these tour of honor military sites that you oh, know, tour of honor is cool. And you know, well, Jason Setzer was putting together a run. I don't, I can't remember if it fully went off this year, if it's going to be next year called mural madness. And he had some big companies working with, you know, there are some serious, awesome prizes, but you know, little things, you know, you couldn't take a picture of a mural, then go five, you know, five miles down the road and get another picture there. Yeah. There was some distance, you know, regulations but it was like a three month they're going to be a three month run of finding murals across the country and i mean anybody could enter from anywhere it didn't matter where you lived yeah and looked like it was gonna be pretty cool i'm not sure if it started this year so maybe that will be next year but yeah. he had a pretty cool thing going um I know a good ken, idea ken go home ken he's doing some sort of mural challenge right now so if you follow him check him out um he's been taking some really dope pics um oh he's always he's doing it yeah. Yeah. Ken is always going all over the place. That guy is yep. forever riding. I swear every time I talk to him, he's going down the highway. <laughs> <laughs> is there any rain in the area? Yeah. <laughs> he attracts the rain too. Yeah. Yeah. Never forget Florida, Ken. <laughs> I think people were joking with him in the IBA group about that. Like, oh, they would screenshot different thunderstorms on the uh, radar and they're like, oh, Ken must be nearby. So wheels on fun. walls yeah <laughs> that's a jeff just comment the deal he's doing yeah that's awesome yeah it, it's fun to follow all these people's ventures and it's 
it's also cool. You get a lot of these people. You can, you yeah. know, by seeing their picture, what they're sharing, you can see these places. Like, hey, cool. You know, let me, let me add that to my pages of, you know, bucket list adventures of places and that I want to, you know, visit and see from my own eyes. And that's the fun of it. You know, that's why I'm looking forward. To, like my wife and I, we come back from Sturgis. We're going a total different way than we went, but going to be running, you know, back highways the whole way home, and yeah. it'll be fun. So the one thing I want to put out about the mural. Uh, if you ask me where I've taken the picture at, I might not tell you because part of the challenge with the murals is finding it, you know, kind right. of doing some investigation um, and, and scoping it out for yourself. And that's generally like 95% of the time how I find these murals. I see it somewhere. I'll be driving. I'll have to like drop a pin. And then when I get my bike, I'll, I'll go back and take a picture of it. Or if I see something online as part of an article, I'll try to Google search, you know, where that location is. Um, and what's really cool, I just found out one of the ladies that I work with at my job, her sister did um, a mural work in San Francisco. So I hope to go and take pictures of where her sister uh, did that. Oh, I've nice. never really known anybody, you know, to do that work. And I got to meet um, one of the mural artists from Denver who's very prominent as well this year. So that was really cool. That's cool. Yeah, yeah it's neat to, you know, be able to meet those people because, yeah, the art they create is freaking unreal. Yeah, absolutely. Well, shoot, thanks for, you know, pulling over on the side of the road and taking time yeah. out and, and, you know, coming to hang out and kind of sharing a little bit of your story. Um, I hope that you have a great week. I can't wait to meet you, your wife, the gang, see all these kids that, you know, are just living their best life um, with the Mile Monsters impact. So I'm, I'm it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm, I'm really yeah. looking forward to that, to the banquet dinner Friday night over there. Yeah, that's going to be awesome to see you guys. Thanks it's going to be a lot of fun. Hey, thanks for coming on. You know, if you want, you know, let everybody know where they can follow you, you know, give yourself a shout out. Yeah, so I posted my link tree there, guys. It's really simple. If you type that link in, um, I've got little um, buttons that'll take you straight to my Instagram, uh, Facebook. I just created a TikTok, and I need to probably beef up my Snapchat, but um, those things are all, all ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> I have to find a way to cross post i think to make it easier for myself to you know be active yeah some i don't i don't know especially with the tiktok i, I yeah. think you can but i don't know that's one I, I have fun playing on sometimes you yeah. make, make a fool yourself but yeah i do a lot I of my love, 360 um, videos on tiktok well yeah and i put my motorcycle ones on there and just i love music so i put it to some fun music you might put a little caption on there or something but yep i'm on i'm on all the socials Perfect. Well, hey, thanks for taking a pit stop. No, you're out riding. So I guess you can enjoy the rest of your ride and and have a good time. Have a great one. Bye, everyone. Well, thanks for tuning in, everybody, for Mile Post 108. This will probably be the last one for a few weeks as taking off to Sturges will be gone for 12 days. I get back. I got the Monsters Over Mountains, 19th and 20th of August. So, you know, hopefully we'll do some little videos from Sturges, but there's not going to be much going on for episodes for about three to four weeks. So uh, I'll definitely try to keep everybody updated. But, Rachel, thank you for coming and hanging out for Milepost 108. Everybody, we will catch you soon. We'll see you guys in the crossroads. Ride safe, have fun, catch you guys in the open road.